0: Hello everyone, welcome to Creative Within, a podcast about building your own career in the design, animation, and motion graphics world. We bring creative entrepreneurs to share their journey to the top. They will inspire you and give that little push you need to take your own actions. I'm your host, Dion. I'm a motion graphics consultant and a co-founder of Superpixel, an animation studio based in Singapore and Indonesia. You can check out our website at superpixel.sg Jan Urschel is a Singapore-based concept designer and illustrator working on various Hollywood movies and video games. He worked at LucasArts and Ubisoft Singapore before making the jump to be an independent designer working with many international clients such as Warner Brothers, Marvel, electronic arts, microsoft, sony and many more. He had a rough beginning but took off quickly. His advice rings until today. Just do it now if you want to do it. Don't waste your time because you're gonna regret it.
1: Well I I grew up in in Germany in the 1980s that was an interesting time, I guess. Eighties. In the early eighties, yeah. I'm 33 now, so. Okay. Um, yeah, quite old, I guess. <laughs> Getting older and older. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I guess the education over there is quite a bit different from how it is in Singapore. So I, I don't know if it was always that way here, but. You're so focused on an academic to to make sure that kids follow an academic um, path right from the when when they are in kindergarten, which is really quite extreme. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you you, you go to kindergarten, you learn math and foreign languages in kindergarten, and uh, then you cannot get into elementary school without like an entrance exam or whatever, right? It's it's that whole. The whole idea is quite foreign to me, to be honest, because, honestly, all I did until I was like six years old is just run around and play in the dirt kind of thing. So, and there's no really other expectation from you other than be a, be a kid and have fun, right? Yeah. So, um, and even in, in elementary, I mean, once you start elementary school, it's it's all... Um, of course it's school it's kind of serious but like at lunch, at lunch time yeah at lunchtime you're done and then as long as you finish your homework you can do whatever you want there's no there's no tutors there's no, uh, no extra there's not nothing extra it's just like at 12pm or 1pm depending on the grade you're done then you can just do whatever you want okay um well, it's pretty much up to you. You have to study for your tests, you have to do your homework, your parents tell you to do it, of course, but other than that, you just, I don't know, do whatever you want, play games, read books, go out and, 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 and join a sports club, I don't know, whatever you do, right? Okay. And then, that's basically it, right? And then at some point, maybe you go to university, maybe not. Um, I guess here, there are not that many choices that you can do, like, what What if you're bad in academics? What if you can't do high school? Um, there's, no, there's no alternative here, I guess, because what are you going to do? In Germany, we have many, many alternatives. You can either go to university or not. You can go to a technical university, which is, I guess, kind of like the polytechnic here. So, very, like... Um, very focused on practical stuff. and uh, But then also, if you can't do high school, there's a vocational kind of... more focused on getting ki- getting the kids into, like, vocational training students.
0: So at 15,
1: you're done, and then you start your vocational training. Apprenticeship programs. That's where all the... Well, Vocation, you
0: mean, like, a specialized?
1: It's very specialized. You can choose whatever you want to do, but that's where all the... It's where the bakers come from, the cooks, um, the mechanics, the uh, mechanic—not mechanical engineering, but like all the, all the, yeah, all the vocational, all the, 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 secondary stuff, not the academics. People who actually do stuff and make stuff, and um, Germany is actually famous for that because um, my brother is, uh, is a is a baker and a confectioner, and um, he said. There's are so many Japanese in his school. Oh, really? Of course they're Japanese, yeah. They're quite a bit older. To learn baking in school, to learn how to make pastry, that kind of stuff. They have many Japanese. So and by 15, they already... Well, they're, they're a lot older. Because they come after maybe high school or even later. But they're sitting with like rowdy 15-year-old boys in, yeah. in the school. So, um, it's it's quite... Interesting to see that, but that's where they—that's where they learn, it, right? Yeah. Um, if you can't afford the fancy French schools, uh, they teach you that kind of stuff. It's it's very it's very big in Europe and very particular in, in, in Germany. This kind of system. So, again, that's like the educational stuff. But so, there are many ways, many things that you can do, right? I guess that's how maybe the freedom. That's where the freedom comes from, that not everything is geared towards academics.
0: Was that, when, was that uh, the time when you found out about art and design?
1: No, not at all. I, I mean, I was the typical ignorant high school student. I didn't want to study. I failed several times, uh, I was quite old when I finished high school, I was like 21. You Because you failed several times? Yes, because I failed. I just, I barely got through, I barely got through. Um, one more, one more, I think if I had one more like F, I would have, I would have failed high school. <laughs> so. Um, I barely made it, but I was just like, I was good in art class because okay. they didn't try to teach me anything academic. So, yeah. my best classes always were art and sports and, and music, music education. This so, was like three the three ones, like always like an A or B. Uh, the rest was like D, like continuous. And, and um, but I wasn't particularly interested to be honest, and, um. I remember that time in, in the last, I mean, I don't know how it works here, but the last two years in the German high school are kind of, you have to choose like your A-levels and then um, I actually got a recommendation from one of the staff that I should change high school to the one in the next uh, bigger city that was focus on art. So, I was in a technical high school uh, focusing on on chemistry and physics just because all my friends went there. There was no other reason because everybody out of, it's also like, like here it's kind of location based. If you live in a certain area you go to a certain elementary school and then you go to a certain school, unless you ask for like a transfer, right? But that's how it automatically goes. And me being stupid, I didn't take the hint from my teacher and didn't change. And he didn't go. No, I didn't go. I was like, ah, all my friends are here. I don't want to go. And I was, I wasn't interested in art. It was like, yeah, that's like weird stuff I just want to do it like I just do it for fun right? and I was like oh, I'm just like I'm so close I just finish it and I want to be with my friends kind of thing <laughs> typical like yeah, the nonsense youngsters. talk from like teenagers right? uh, totally ignoring yeah like, I, I didn't have a calling I didn't feel like I was talented or anything so so um, I didn't do anything about it and then i was I was very much into photography though at that point oh, okay. just because I got a, like I stole my dad's camera and just took photos all the time and I thought I thought I was talented but uh, maybe I was not, talent being the main word here, I thought that everything art related Was like an inborn kind of thing. Like you have you you have it or you don't. If you don't have it, then well, good luck. Um, That was like a really I think a typical assumption for young people.
2: Um, But then
1: I I I wanted to study photography in Munich, so I applied and and made like a really shitty portfolio. And uh, of course, I failed. I was accepted, and then. I was really into Japan as well at that point, so I took classes like at an afternoon school uh, and on the weekends while I was still in high school, and um, I just learned a little bit, and then I was like, okay, like there's deadlines when you can apply for for university, right? And uh, I was like, okay, all the all all photography related schools and everything, that deadline is already passed. Because me being really smart, I applied to exactly one school, and that's really never never do that, right? Never do that. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't believe how naive I was looking back right and then so the only thing I could do was just enroll in the I didn't want to waste the year basically and the only thing I could do really was enroll in a in the, in the big like state university in Munich um, I was like so what what do I do now right I just I had horrible grades it, it's you don't you don't do entrance examinations here you
2: uh,
1: Depen- what, you, what you can do in university depends on um, your grades that you finish high school with. And, um, for most courses it doesn't matter, but if you want to do stuff like law or medicine, um, because everybody wants to do it, there's incredibly strict entrance um, criteria, so you have to like, you have to basically have straight A's and recommendation letters and all that kind of crap. And I had like, you know, like C average or whatever kind of thing, so I wasn't going to get into anything fancy. And I was like, hey, I like Japan, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll learn some more Japanese in the Japanese uh, studies uh, department and uh, just not to waste a year. So I enrolled. That's free, right? And gay Germany, free education, right? Um, it was free, and I was like, "Yeah, it should be fun." You know? I just did it for like a year, and surprisingly, I really, really liked it. Right? Was there a major? So,
2: Your
1: you major is Japanese yep. studies. Major. In Japanese. It's it's part of it is a language, of course, but uh, it's actual study. So you 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 do like in the first two years, you do. Uh, you basically get a broad overview over everything yeah. uh, that touches modern Japanese life. Uh, you do history, social studies, religion, um, politics, economy, um, and like fringe stuff. Literature, of course, as well. And also um, some contemporary stuff. And uh, yeah, so I did that for a year and I was, like, I was amazed how, how much I liked it. And after all, I ended up being an academic, because the whole program is very academic-focused. It, it almost has no real-life application, to be honest. Um, I knew that from right from the beginning, but of course I ignored it, right? I I continued studying and continued studying and uh, I had some great teachers there, they're they're friends like until this day, so uh, and also people I met there, the students are still friends to this day Um, and uh, yeah so I I went further and further and I decided to focus on like political history in, in Japan to write my thesis. You went to, Japan. I went to Japan as well. Uh, studied in Osaka for, for a year. Uh, met my wife there, and uh, so that was a really good time. Then, but towards the end, right, you kind of like, what do I do with this? <laughs> I I I knew for the first time in my life certainty that I didn't want to be a career academic because in the end, you 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 do your masters, you do your doctor and you become a researcher at yeah. some university somewhere. And I was like, I love books, but I don't like them that much. And, um, so while, while that was going on, I was, I was I had my master's when I was 20, how old was I, 20, 2008, I was 26. I had my master's degree. In and, uh, studies. In, 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 I think it's called, it's called,
2: Master of Social
1: Science or whatever, Mm. and it was in Japanese. So they don't really differentiate. And I was the last batch to do this kind of program. Afterwards, they changed to an international system. Um, I I don't know what they do now, to be honest. And um, so while I was doing that, I my dad was really into computers, um, really early on. So in the late eighties, he got his first computer, and. I played with it once in a while and then I think it was in the mid to late 90s when the internet finally came around that I got more interested and then I had a good friend in high school and he was like complete like crazy about technology. So following him I got like my first email address, built my first website by myself and, and got interested in, 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 in graphic design that way. Through him again I got a job at an ad agency, a, like an online ad agency kind of thing in Munich. And then actually with 18 I got hired there as a as a part-time employee. So even while I was still in high school I started working already. And um, I guess for them it was cheap labor and they didn't mind. Uh, Investing in training someone, As right? A As a designer, right? So and actually, that funded pretty much everything I did later on because I stayed with them for almost ten years. And uh, almost ten years, um, sometimes more, sometimes less. In like during university, I would work a little bit when I had time during the semester. And I would work full time in in, in, the, in the breaks, right? And 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 that was really great. So. I think every designer, every artist in its life has a period where it's just about grinding yeah, and just about learning, learning the, the how do you say in it? English, learning the, whatever, you need to like, you need to get your 10, 20,000 hours down and learn And I learned a lot in terms of, I was I, I was, I would say I was a mediocre graphic designer at best. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you learn how to work in a team, you learn how to deal with your boss when he doesn't pay you, and all that kind of stuff, and, and it was it was really educational, and I could afford way more than other people at that time because my friends were waiting tables, and I was actually doing work, like in an office, and working on on, on stuff, and got paid way better than anything else. Like so that was really great and uh, at some point my boss my boss is, is pretty smart he has a business background and the other co-founder had a had a law background and um, so he was, they were always looking for the next big thing right and they have switched many times to iOS, of course, and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. And uh, at some point they did Second Life. And I don't know if you, if you know about that. It's like a, it's, it's like the basically the first big virtual three D world. Okay. You know? um, it's like it's basically like an online forum kind of thing, but it's like a fully realized three D world.
2: You
1: know? And, and uh, you can you can yeah they have a really basic editor inside. And uh, so they wanted to do that, and then. I was actually helping them build stuff in 3D and we did like big historical buildings and all that kind of stuff so I got really interested in in 3D at that point and and that was really fun and I was way better at that than like 2D graphic design and
2: uh,
1: so there's like these two parallel things right my academic career uh, the graphic design uh, uh, work that gave me the money Uh, no no I was always in the office I was actually Luckily, the office was like five minutes away from the, from the university campus. Also,
2: after the study day. Yeah, I can
1: just hop over. I can I can work in the morning, then go to class and come back after class to work more. Nice. Yeah, it was really convenient. And um, so while these two are going on, right? I was totally into like anime. Mm. I was I was totally into the eighties kind of because anime in Germany came with like, like, manga came with like Dragon Ball and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we got like Dragon Ball first, that's kind of like what, what kicked everything off. And then we got the earlier stuff after that. Um, there was like, she and there some series like on TV when I was a kid. Like the really old, like Saber Rider and that kind of stuff. It's really old 80s anime. And Heidi of course, which was a, what, what later became Ghibli. And it was like Austrian-German topic, so it was actually a lot on TV. Um, But it was not considered part of the second manga wave or anything. Um, I didn't even know it was Japanese until I was like 30, to be honest. And
2: uh,
1: why would I, right? It's like about a girl in the Alps. So I got really interested into that and in that, I had friends who were watching like were trying to import like VHS tapes from like uh, like America and, 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 and England and Japan to watch all the anime because there was there wasn't really any file sharing in the early days of the internet. It was just not like you had like ten yeah. kilobytes per second download, you're not gonna download a movie, yeah. right? It was just way before. And um, so we, we imported all those tapes on VHS and it was uh, and it was really great and then DVD came and it became a bit easier and uh, so I was really into that, into 80s anime and that kind of stuff. And um, of course I was totally into movies. I watched all the crazy 80s and 90s sci-fi stuff <laughs> way before I should have watched it. It, I was really interested in, in, in doing that, but and, like, the people who, who do these kind of movies, like, what? How? Like, yeah. what's going on? I, I couldn't, I couldn't connect that people would be working on this and then make it into like, I don't know, like, how does it work? Yeah. Like, like, when I take a camera and take a photo of someone, it doesn't look like a movie. Like, <laughs> how? I did not connect that there's actually an industry. That people do this kind of work. I mean, I grew up in Germany. There's not much of a film industry. You know, this uh, It's not like in L.A. Everybody yeah. grows up with it. Everybody's dad is in some form or another involved in movies. But I don't know, yeah. And Video games also are still pretty early days. And I, I just didn't connect the dots at all. Right? But, so I just left for at movies, uh, things that have been consumed, games you consume that because I could not also imagine how, how do you make it a game? Like what? I, I don't even know and um, that was like late 90s probably and then I just ignored everything for quite a while finished high school, worked on graphic design, started studying uh, in university and then I think I think again the internet Brought around like stuff like the Norman DVDs, and it's how a lot of people got their start, right? And I was, I was just getting them all and watching them. And as good as they are, they do not teach someone who has no clue what's going on. First of all, they're all in English, and at that point, I, I didn't speak much. English. I had high school English, which is meager at best. And I was just looking at these people using really advanced techniques and I'm like what's going on right like if I draw it doesn't look like that and all these people had incredible working and art backgrounds and everything and and knew what they were doing and I just I thought again I thought talent they must be able just to magically do this they did not go to school they did not learn this they're just magically able to do this since I obviously cannot do it by just spending 10 minutes in the computer, um, I'm not made for this. I did not. I thought it was also very different from graphic design, which yeah. I did before. I, I did not connect that these two are actually very closely related. So I was lost again. Uh, I didn't pursue it any further because, again, I just couldn't do it. Uh, I finished university. I had no no idea basically what I wanted to do. And
2: uh, so at that point my wife was working in, in Hong Kong
1: and uh, I was just like ah, I'll just go to Hong Kong and spend some time with her and figure something out.
2: Um,
1: and then, a couple of weeks before that, she actually got a job off from of Singapore. she, not really being that happy with her job in Hong Kong, uh, switched. So, because for me, it doesn't matter. I'm in Hong Kong, I'm in Singapore. And I lived in Hong Kong for probably six months before, and it, it's, it's a fantastic place. Um, but again, I could not imagine what I could do there. So Singapore, I had no idea. I did not know anything about it. Like zero. I've never been here before. And then, yeah, I, I arrived and, and the first night, we slept in Hotel 81, not knowing, oh, okay. not knowing what it was. We just thought, hey, cheap hotel, great. So all the Singaporean readers will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was an experience. The room had no windows. It was quite. The, the staff looked at us like, <laughs> "What are you doing the whole night there?" <laughs> well, of course, afterwards it got better. Mm. And then I went to a party of my wife's boss, and it was like a finance, a company that does financial services. And I had no
2: <laughs>
1: intention of going into finance. But I didn't really have any better idea of what to do. So I uh, I went to the party and talked to her boss and they just needed someone to build their website. And I was like, hey, I can do that. <laughs> and then the next Monday I got into the office and, and talked to the marketing, head of marketing there. And then, yeah. I was, like, uh, on probation for, like, a month, and then I just got my contract, and, and that was it, right? Um, so really no frills, and uh, it was really fun. And, um, but again, I was doing what I was doing for 10 years before, and I, I kind of didn't want to do it anymore. But of course I had no clue what else to do. And then the fateful moment where my boss, who was very smart, And very good at picking up if you actually like what you're doing or not and very intent on making sure that you do what you like
2: Um, whether like
1: whether he can help you with that in terms of changing you to a different position within the company
2: or helping you out
1: in other ways if you if there was no possible future at that company for you. So I got the offer to
2: do what I want to do, and he
1: gave me six months, uh, I, of course, a six month, like period
2: uh,
1: to figure out what I wanted to do. I was still, of course, working full-time at that point, but um, there, there's the pressure that your contract ends in six months, mm. that you need to figure out something else. So, I did figure something else out, because at that point, FCD just opened, and I thought, like, okay, I need, I need to do something about this, right? And then, again, I was I was looking for art schools, because I knew I wanted to learn how to paint and draw. I was just like, okay, I did, maybe I'll just go to an art school and, and, and learn it, right? Because I didn't know anything else. So, I looked at... But my, my wife was still working at the company, and we didn't really want to leave, so I was like, well, oh, let's look at the company, the schools here. So I looked at Nafa and Timasek and, and, and whatever, and I... There was either fine arts or animation, but neither of which I wanted to do. Um, I, I knew that I wanted to be the guy who, who comes up with the ideas for these things, because at that point also Design Studio Press was getting a bit bigger and publishing all these books about concept design. Yeah. So at some point I knew what the job was about, and, uh, and I knew some names in the industry, and uh, I, I bought a book, and, and in, in the back of the book there was Feng's name, and, and he said, oh, like he has a website. It was very, not very common issue to have an online portfolio for a uh, concert artist at that point, oh, yeah. like 10 years ago. It was not very common. And then I, I looked him up and then it said, like, oh, Feng ha- has set up a school.
2: And I was like, oh,
1: cool. I guess it's somewhere in America. It's like, oh, it's in Singapore. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how did I not know about this? And the next day I went to the school. And, and submitted my application, and right? that was that, super naive, paid a lot of money and no idea what I was getting into, like zero, quit my job, like what the fuck, I, I, I earned a decent amount of money since I was in finance, but man, my, my, my wife supported me, it wasn't always easy, but it's quite hard to go from getting money every yeah, month yeah. to
2: spending spending <laughs> it and I spent
1: all my all my savings, everything, every last cent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which I guess in the end gave me the the urge to really like I have to make this work because if I don't make this work then I'm really yeah. really screwed. Nowhere to go. I have to leave Singapore and
2: and that's it. And uh, yeah, I, just, I don't know. Somehow it
1: worked out. I guess um, I, uh, you, I really worked like almost with no sleep every night, right? that kind of thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I was 28 already at that point, so my classmates were like all in their early 20s. Some just came from like doing NS, and they just had no drive, no energy, maybe NS is really hard, I'm sure it is, Um, but they had no energy to do anything and uh, they had no clue what they were going into and Feng is is, is, is bringing over his American mindset and teaching methods which are really straightforward and very hard and I think intimidated a lot of people. A lot of people mis- misread them
2: and didn't
1: take them, they are, it's, it's kind of encouragement in disguise, but people just took them as if like, oh, he hates me, I'm no good, I cannot do this. Um, so you can you can argue about his teaching methods, but he does deliver results. So, um, yeah, but in the end I came out so you mm-hmm. really worked hard during it? Yeah, school? I mean there was there was no other way. I had no other choice, right? And, uh, in the end I had to borrow money <laughs> because I ran out of it. I was really screwed. And uh, but it worked out. So in the end I got hired by Lucas LucasArts, uh as a full time? As a full time, pretty much straight out of school. Wow. And and that was it. And that was it. The rest is history, as I like say. A couple of years here, a couple of years there, and and then I went freelance after after some time. Yeah. So you went to that for like a few years. Two, two years. until so they closed, then.
2: closed down. Then. Oh yeah. yeah, and then you went Ubisoft. You
1: I mean at some point I was I was doing freelance for a bit while working at the other companies um, But then there is a point where you like again my wife wants to thank for it, but we had we had a financial buffer and I said I wanted I want to I go freelance and my wife said, like so when do you want to do it?" and I was like Trying to be realistic and setting myself like a time frame, and then she's like, just, just do it now, if you want to do it, just do it now, don't waste time am not doing it, because you're going to regret it, and, and so I just did, and it was rough in the beginning because again, my meager contacts didn't really keep me busy that much, but then and through networking and through meeting the right people, um, it, 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 it pretty quickly started to take off. I've been, I've been busy ever since. So. so during the Ubisoft, you've been taking freelance. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's 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 not like I can pick it, right? It's like it comes in once in a yeah. while. But everything is based on. I mean, you need to get noticed, guy. Right? Yeah, there is no other way, because when Lucas Arts closed down, they canceled all the projects, which means I cannot show any of the work I did. For Ubisoft as well, um, I only could show part of it because one of the projects I worked on has still not been released, and the other one is a bit tricky in terms of copyright
2: management. So
1: I, I had basically, for three years of working, I had basically nothing. So it was really on myself to spend all my nights, all my weekends on producing personal work. And um, those uh, personal work again has... You know, as too important it's, it's important because of two factors right first of all you you the bot you, you, you can release it right away yes and that's how you build your that's how you can build your audience without relying on the client uh, to give you the okay to release your work which you can only really do after the project anyway but So, again, you can build your audience, and secondly, it's, I did not know how important it was before, but once you don't have time to do it anymore, you realize how important it is for you as a creative to do that personal work, because you're going to make your money working for someone else, visualizing someone else's vision, which can sometimes be aligned with what you like, But more often than not, it's not. And that's okay. You have to be okay with that if you want to be a commercial artist, right? Yeah. It it has to be okay. If you cannot do that, then you have no choice but to become a fine artist. Yeah. I don't know, sit in a, in, a, in, a, in a cabin somewhere in the woods and, and, and throw buckets of paint against the wall, right?
2: Um, but that is not
1: what a commercial artist is about, right? Yeah. And um, but so personal work is, is again, you don't, you're in control. You have full creative freedom. And it's, it's, it's like your, your main creative outlet. I feel like it's always the, the, the case that your personal work is
2: probably the best, Uh,
1: I'm I'm not saying it should be, because some people can produce really fantastic work if they are given a lot of limitations, some people cannot work when they have no instructions, right? But it's fine. I just find that the extreme either way is, is too much of the extreme, too much limitations, too much freedom is is tough for me I, I need i need to i need to have a balance yeah. and if i have too much client work that dictates what to do, like what you have to do and then i need that outlet where i do my personal ideas right and um, also it's a good time to explore new software and new techniques because no client has the patience and money to just let you do whatever you do, and I think along, right? So it's it's a good way to because I mean in this industry you need to be, you need to be incredibly agile and, and stay on top of what's happening, right? Um, and there's always a big debate about uh, what software should I use and, and what's the best and blah blah blah. There, there's there's there no best. There's this is different ways of doing things and no no one way is the right way. Uh, it just depends on what what's best for you and how can you how can you give the client the best product in the time you have?
2: Yeah.
1: If if you can use 3D for that, sure, why not? If you can paint it, just do it. If you can, yeah. if you can do it in, in watercolors, just do it in watercolors, right? But each client has a certain set of expectations so that he will clearly communicate to you, hopefully. Um, or if not, then you need to ask him. But. But you need to, yeah. Again, it's about the it's about the result. No, no client ever has taught me has told me that you have to use 80 yeah. Studio Max 2014 <laughs> 64 bits with V Ray 2. Point,
0: whatever. Yeah. It doesn't happen. So you get recognized because of your personal works. Mostly, like people recognize. You yeah. At some point. I mean. I, 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 t- I told
1: that to a friend of mine who's finished Japan. he said before. He is still stuck in that... Every, every artist, every designer goes through it. You're stuck in that death valley of... You, you, you kind of have a grasp of the tools, but your design sense is not that refined yet. So whatever you draw looks like crap. And, and it's not getting better and it's really depressing because you have spent a lot of time and a lot of money maybe on, yeah. on learning it, yeah. but it just it just looks shit, it just looks terrible and um, it's not going anywhere and, um, and you have to dig yourself out of that really, really quickly. You have to, that's where the time when you really do this incredible amount of work, it's all bad, but at, at some point, at some point, Unconsciously it it just happens. It's it's it sounds like it's like overnight, you 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 wake up in the morning and suddenly you're a fantastic artist. This like click is like the the slowest click in the universe. It takes like a year to click. But then because you're so busy with work and, and you, you don't notice the progress from painting to yeah. painting. You notice the progress from year over year if you work hard, and then suddenly you like, like, oh, it, it's it's not that bad. Enlightened. Yeah, you suddenly, suddenly more or less enlightened. You 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 just you draw, you, you make you make a design, you do a painting, you make a drawing, and then suddenly you realize like, because you're so tired or you don't <laughs> notice at first, but then you're like, it's not that's not at all bad. Yeah. And then once you once you keep your online profile up to date, then you will you will get a response. You will get more response over time. And then at some point, yeah, people know you. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say necessarily you have developed a style because I think a style is takes decades to be honest yes. to, to develop that. Because I I'm, for the first 10, 15 years of your career, you're gonna just be like this you're gonna be this mishmash of other artists. You're gonna be 10% this, 20% that. And you just kind of like this ball of clay, which is really ugly and like things sticking out. And, and you're neither this nor that. Um, so what it takes time to, to find your own voice, but it's okay, like, it's not like only when you have your own style and you suddenly recognize it. It's a slow progression. At some point, your you technical st- skills will be good enough and you can kind of cover up your design sense that's not that good yet. Um, at some point you can just deliver work that is ready for production, and then... Then I feel like the real work starts, then you're, like, it, then you're at the entry point, that's like when you're at the door and then you need to make that step through and, and then really, then the journey starts. I, I feel like before I was just like, it's just like pain yeah. and hell and preparation and I don't know what. So it's, it's, it's a tough journey, it's a tough journey, I told my friend like you have to work so much and I, I don't think he really realized. Yeah. Um, by doing projects.
2: Yeah, 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 you need to do those day and night, day and night. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, uh-huh. there, I mean it has to be like a lifestyle
1: just in automation. You have right? to you have to be willing to, to, to do that, yeah, yeah, because I don't know, like I mean, fair enough. You can you can not do you can choose not to do it. Yeah. You can choose to sit back and, and, and do nine to five and and Take your meager paycheck and, and be happy with what it is, right? Many people are happy with that. And there's nothing wrong with it, right? In life you can choose to in, in, in life you can you, you have choice, right? You want to focus more on work, you want to focus more on life, right? Maybe you have five kids and, and, and a wife or you know, old parents, I don't know. Like you have that comes first, right? yeah. Um but then don't complain that Nobody's yes. asking you to work yeah. on their great movie, right? Don't, do not be surprised that Disney is not coming to get you, yeah. to save you from your yeah. job, right? Yeah. So there's too many people who complain about that. And it's really, really bad. Um, because if you, want to, if you want to really get into it, you need to make a lot of sacrifices, and you yeah. need to really work hard. And you need to work harder than anybody else. And you have 24 hours a day. So, if somebody else works 16 hours a day, if you want to catch up with him, you have to work at least 17. And people, I mean, it's it sounds funny, right? But it's there's no other way because design and art and it's about it's 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 it's, it's uh, I don't know how you how you how you can train your brain to absorb information. And, 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 and translate it into yes. into your art, right? And, and also, there's a lot of muscle memory, and there's so much to learn, and everything. Incredible, right? And you continuously have to do that. So if you want to be really one of those famous guys, then right? I mean, make the decision. If you make the decision, you have to do that and keep it up, right? Stuff. Yeah, but I mean
0: your website is Hendrix Design yeah. is it from your what my my
2: my second my uh,
1: second name is Hendrix oh, okay. and I'm incredibly bad at coming up okay. with names so uh, okay yarn design sounds pretty lame <laughs> sounds like some kind of Danish furniture okay. uh, um, so I just did that I just, I just I, I don't know why, so, somebody in high school called me Jimi Hendrix, oh, I don't know why, I, 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 I'm not African-American, I don't have an afro, I don't play guitar, I like the music a lot, but it's about as much as I have in common with him, so don't ask me how that happened. So
0: it's from your name?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it, yeah. nothing, nothing <laughs> secretive about it. I just needed to, I just wanted to
2: appear more like a
1: company rather than as an yeah, individual, yeah. uh, so I needed a company name and I was like, yeah, okay. yeah. it's again, it's like a, yeah, I'll just use that kind of moment, it's not like I thought about it for like ages.
0: <laughs> But you have a very unusual path right, in, like, in this design, other design. Yeah,
1: it's kind of here and there. It's not really um, ideal. But
0: and, uh, do you think Singapore has the future,
2: like,
1: is progressing? In, like, of course it, it is, of course it is. It's just, uh, it, it will take time. It will take a lot of time, I think. Um, again, there's there needs to be many... <laughs> many factors that, that, that work together there needs to be there needs to be um, schools that educate the,
2: the students
1: in the, in the right way and then there needs to be companies that those people can work for and can make a career out of and there needs to be the acceptance in society that this is okay. Whether it be from whether it be in the school system, your teachers, your parents, your friends. It is
0: still under
1: uh, um, underappreciated anyway. It is very much so. And the problem is also that
2: people,
1: it's really tough to make a living in Singapore beyond a certain level. It's 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 okay if you start off, you come out of school, you get an entry-level job, it's fine, you, you get bad pay, it's fine, but then you slowly level up, right? But in Singapore there's such a, you hit the ceiling too early. And even if you work for a bigger company, once you like hit your thirties and you want to get married, you want to have kids, you want to buy a HDB, you want
2: to, um, you want to
1: God forbid, you want to buy a car, um, you want to send your kid to school and everything, and that all costs a lot of money in Singapore more so than in other countries. I mean, there's a lot of things that help you if you're if you're local. There's so many things you can use, but. How can, how can you survive But if you get like $3,000 a month? How? When you're 30, and you have two kids and a wife? Yeah. Okay. How? What are you going to do? You, your mother is too old to, to help take care of the kids? You want to hire a maid? How? It's not possible. Yeah. I have seen so many friends from Ubisoft, from Lucas, just because of that, because of kids, because of family, because of the need for just a tiny bit of stability and not having to worry if you can buy enough milk powder for your kids, that they just have to quit. They're already at a senior level by age 30 or 35, but they cannot, there's no way up, and they just, they just have to stop. They really love doing those games, but they have to stop. They have no choice, so they go into like like what everybody does—go into real estate or whatever. Right? A friend of mine became a real estate broker. It's because he couldn't pay for it anymore, being a programmer. Yeah. And it's really, really sad. And that's really, it's really totally lose out. He, he is the kind of guy that is supposed to. You know, like mentor the junior programmers from Singapore. He's supposed to be the guy that at age 40-45 is going to do lectures in universities and be the role model because he is really the first generation Singaporean who, who can do that. Because before there was nothing, there was nothing there. Right? Yeah, the only thing that it encourages is that um, either that talent goes abroad and he leaves and that's it, and he works for a different company and he sees how great it is and will never come back. Um, Or. The usual way that a foreigner would be hired to take over his job, yeah. because they need a senior programmer, and they're not going to find one here. And, um, funny enough, without the foreigner, would we'll probably get more money than the local. I, I, nothing of that makes any sense to me. So, have you it, thought
0: of giving up, like to become somebody else? No, no, no. no. What makes you stay? Uh,
1: if you if you're persist persistent mm-hmm. and you can make a really decent living. Yeah. You can make a really good living. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't have any need to change right now. I'm thinking a lot about what I want to do because I don't want to work crazy hours and I don't want to, I think, still draw when I'm 40. Um, maybe I will, maybe, but I, I, I'm the kind of guy, like, I, I need to do something else. I I feel, I feel really, like, I, I lose my energy if I do the same thing for too long. And, um,
2: uh,
1: yeah so I, I really need to figure out i mean i'm not, not gonna figure out something else but i have like i have so many things i want to do like i have so many projects i want to do this i want to do that i want to learn this i want to learn that and not everything is art related so there's is else things like cooking okay, and <laughs> I'm, I'm, i I'm, that. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning right now, and I'm, I'm learning new languages. And there's so many things I want to yeah, do, yeah, right? Yeah. And I want to like, I have, I want to shoot a movie. I want to learn editing. I want to learn a musical instrument. Um, I want to, I want to have time for my kids and that kind of stuff. And and 24 hours a day is not going to cut it, right? And kind of But there's so many things I want to do, right? It's, it feel, it, it would feel, for me feel like a waste to just keep on drawing same, yeah. like the same stuff again. Some people can do that and I admire them because they those agree. are the true masters, right? they have like 70 years old, they have been drawing all their life, and yeah. they am like, like in, in awe. So you're not gonna... I don't know, maybe I will. Maybe, you will. maybe I will, maybe I will not. Yeah. But, um, I feel like I have one shot at life and I want to do as many things as yeah, I possibly yeah. can. You wanna try a lot of different things. Yeah, I mean I, I don't I don't wanna jeopardize um, like I, I wanna be able to give my family a good life, right? That has to come first. But I on a personal level I need I need an outlet. I need I need like a, I need to like express myself in whatever way possible, right? Without that I, I'm just I'm just useless. I just, you know, Uh, We have to wrap up I think fairly soon. But I think we have uh, talked about a lot of stuff. Yes? So it's going to take okay. you a long time to write, <laughs> yeah. so let's get the bill slowly. Um, yeah, is, is there
0: anything you want to cover, maybe? Oh, anything you want to no, ask? Any, any recommendation, like what, what would you say to the young people who are starting? Do you uh, have any advice, like to, to your 18-year-old self. 18-year-old
1: Well. I always tell myself I don't I don't regret anything I mean of course if I would have finished high school earlier if I would have taken up a design course at age 20 I would be a lot better at at what I do now like I see people who are born in like 87 89 who are way like way beyond me but I, I would never, I feel, change anything about all the decisions I've made in life, right? Um, because everything I'm really happy right now and everything I did up to today led me to, like, let me to now, right? So if I wouldn't have studied, if I wouldn't have failed photography school or if I wouldn't have failed like um, if I wouldn't have failed high school and if I wouldn't have failed photography school if I, if I wouldn't have gone to Japan I wouldn't have never met my wife yeah. and, and then uh, if I would have never gone to Singapore, I would have never studied, I would have never got into this field. You can spin it that way. Right? And so I don't regret anything, so... Um, but I mean, if, if, if I would tell myself that, like, okay, art is my ultimate goal, right? And... and,
2: and, and uh,
1: what, what could I tell myself? I mean, it's, it's about... It's about like be be very observant about the, the world around you. Like dr- drawing and acquiring a technical skill is very important. All um, oh, um, um I. Like, Drawing a technical skill, yeah, it's one thing. Like, don't spend time learning a particular software. Yeah, yeah. Learn the fundamentals, right? And, and but also be observant, right? Because the the most important thing as a as what in what I do is the design, the idea, and the, 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 the the design sense and, and sensibility comes from how you perceive the world around you, how you. Take the information, like on a daily basis, what you see, what you, what you do. Um, that shapes your who you are, and, and the design is the truest expression of your personality. Yeah. And 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 um, so that that needs to be like, that, that should be your your absolute focus in everything you do. And so yeah, I would say like you have to be be more observant, be more curious about everything around you. Stop, stop playing all those video games. Uh, <laughs> you have time for that later, I think. Soak up. Like it's almost like you have to develop a personality that is really into into absorbing all this information. Because if you're not interested in that, you're going to have a hard time. Doing anything, you're gonna get by for a while, but it's not gonna be it's not gonna be that enjoyable for you in the long run. Because your main job is giving ideas and coming up with new stuff all the time. And your brain needs to be so full of like the ideas have to be like exploding out of your head. Um, if you don't have that on any given day, then you're gonna have a hard time, but the good thing is, part of that can be, part of that can be learned, right? can be trained. Uh, it's better if you have a natural tendency to do that, but it can be learned. So train your brain to do that. Of course, you need to, while you're young, really put in all the effort that you can because. The older you get, the tougher it will be.
2: Yeah.
1: At 20, you can you can you can pull two errors in a row and smile. When you're 30, no no way, you know you gotta pay for that it's really bad. So, if, like first of all, decide if you really want to do it. And then if your if, if your answer is yes, then just give it everything. You can. It means it means. Just, Sacrificing everything else almost because purely because everybody else is doing that as well, it yeah. wants to be a bad man. So, if you want to compete, that's what it is. But, um, like, of course, it's okay to give up, but, but only give up if you realize that this is not what you want to do with your life. You don't don't give up just because it's difficult. Because I mean it's the, the the stupidest sentence but anything in life worth doing is freaking difficult. If it's if it's not difficult then anybody could do it. It's not worth anything. If anybody could draw could draw well. Nobody would want to draw well. So yeah. That's, that's that's the basic, that's the basis of it, right? And fundamentals, fundamental...
0: Fundamentals of design. Be,
1: if there's a power outage and you cannot use your fancy 3D program anymore and your photos, you still need to be able to design. Yes. You have a pen, you have a napkin, you have a paper. That should be enough for you to be able to express your designs, yeah. right? If you can't do that, then I would seriously recommend you to take a step back. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even saying you need to draw well, uh, because I cannot draw well. That that might sound weird, but I cannot. If you give me a pen and paper, my my drawings look ugly. But I can express, I can communicate the idea. Those two things are very different. Yeah. yeah. uh, So, yeah, are you able to do that? Good. If not, back to the drawing. Yeah. Okay. I be. think we're like at one hour already. Yeah. It's a good time to start the day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for your time. No worries at all.
0: Thank you for joining us. We would love to hear your thoughts about the series. Get in touch and email us at creativewithin.podcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We believe in learning from others and doing it in our own way. After listening to this episode, what steps will you take?